This is a follow-up to a conversation we had earlier on last week with PC MPP Norm Miller, who was introducing that uh, private member's bill that would ban non-combustible coffee pods in four years. We consume a lot of coffee. Canadians drink over 5 billion cups of coffee a year, and when you don't have those uh, pods composting, they just become part of landfill. I'm just reading a story today in the Toronto Sun, uh, or Toronto Star rather, that's talking about how Toronto and Hamilton may not say they may not be ready to handle these compostables. Yet Doug Burns joins us on the show right now. He's the CEO of Muskoka Roastery Coffee Company. Doug, I know that Coffee Club, uh, Club Coffee rather, helped develop these these compostable uh, pods in partnership with researchers at Guelph University. And you actually use these compost postable uh, pods for your own Muskoka Roastery coffee, right? We sure do, yeah. We launched them into the market about one year ago. All right, so we're hearing, you know, that you were integral into uh, convincing municipalities in Muskoka to use these uh, these compostables in their recycling programs. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that, that face Toronto and Hamilton? Because they're saying right now uh, they can't uh, compost them. Yeah, there you go. Um the challenges are really come down to willpower, I think, because the process that we went through here in Muskoka, which was very similar to the process in Aurelia and Peel, is we just worked with the, the folks in charge of the municipal composting, provided them with samples. They did their real-world real, real, real tests, sorry, and um, the, the product passed with flying colors. I mean, it just disappeared. They were astonished by how well it disappeared in their composting facilities. What are the uh, compostable... Over five weeks, it's just gone. Oh, over five weeks. So what are the compostable pods, um, what are they made out of? Mm -hmm. Well, 80 to 90% of the pod itself is coffee. So it's just ground coffee, which is a wonderful composting material, as you or anybody would know from their backyard composting. So that's a wonderful um, thing to put in composting in the first place. The other aspects are uh, paper, a chaff, which is a byproduct of the coffee roasting, which is a natural product, very rich in nitrogen, and then it's um, cornstarch. So these are all very natural things that composting facilities actually like. I mean, it helps the, the bacterial growth that's happening in the facility. You know, people want convenience, but they also would like to have their convenience guilt served up guilt free. So these yeah. are perfect for those perfect. of us that use these, uh, you know, Keurig machines, machines and such. And Hamilton's yeah. compost facility is saying they designed a process. They, they process material for 42 days. And so those pods mm-hmm. won't decompose within the time frame and they may present a contamination in the final product. You yeah. said five weeks. So that's about 35 days. Yeah, is their really math close. just wrong? Well, we're really, really close here. I'm not familiar intimately with the specificity of uh, the the Hamilton composting Mm -hmm. facility. My feeling is that if we were to do a test and work together collaboratively, I'm sure a solution would be provided. I mean, we're so close here. The difference between 35 days and 42 days. Yeah. I don't think it's that uh, scientific, to be honest. Sure. And so did you come across this at all when you were dealing with the, you know, municipalities up north? The fact that we, some we of them didn't. said we can't do it in no, that amount of time? we didn't. We didn't. Oh. The, the concern that we did hear back from them, which I think is also a concern that we're hearing from the big guys like uh, Toronto or Montreal or Hamilton, is I think, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I do believe they're legitimately concerned about the consumer diverting some of the existing plastic pods into their composting facilities. Confusion. And then they're, going to, 
they're going to be left with a sorting issue and a confusion issue. Right. And I guess our point is, well, let's address that problem. You know, let, let's educate the consumer. Let's make it very obvious to them how to do it, as we do with other products. Well, I think the obvious thing would be to go forward with the Norm Miller's ban. In four years, well, you just make, don't have that happening because there are... certainly make it very simple. Yeah. But the re- reality is that the, the package, first of all, the pods are, I don't know if you have one in front of you, but the yeah. pods are demonstrably different. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they'd be very difficult to say, gosh, I'm not sure which one of these is compostable. That's point one. Right. Second, the consumer unit that you're buying on the shelf is clearly labeled with the BPI compostable certification logo. And if it doesn't have that on the box or the, the material, you know, don't put it in your composting facility. I think this is something we could overcome quite uh easily if we were to educate the consumer and give them a little bit of credit for wanting to make a difference. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us. I think you've educated us uh, quite a bit in this uh, short little well, interview. We appreciate, we appreciate your help. Anything we can do to get the message out is is very good. I appreciate your time today, Doug. Have a great okay, day. Kelly. All the best. You L- too. A lot of appreciation going around, hey? Doug Burns, CEO of Muskoka Roastery uh, Coffee Company. They use compostable pods.